You know, we love to celebrate our faith, especially with baptism, is that symbolic act of having given our life to Christ. And you know, we're baptizing eight today. We baptized one previously, and we have two in the next service. And you, you tell a little bit of their story. One of the great privileges of pastoring, and I, I don't always get to talk to them anymore. The other guys handle most everybody that comes. But they tell me about it. But one of the great privileges is just hearing them talk about their faith in Christ. And one of the things we're always so careful with, because it, 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 especially in the world we live in, is to make sure they have trusted Christ as their Savior. There's a point in their life where they have moved from being a non-believer to a believer. And that point, you know, the spiritual journey is a journey. Becoming a Christian is a journey. But there is always a point in which you give your life to Christ. And you say, Jesus is Lord. And I know uh, the guys who, who they, said they spend a whole lot more time than I do, uh, especially with the kids. But they always spend so much time with them. And it's such a privilege to hear those guys tell me, yeah, they, they crossed that point. I know. And, and, and for them to be able to come and to be baptized and to celebrate, that is our way of kind of getting to, to joy that with them. To just, to just celebrate with them. And uh, it, it is a privilege. We're so thankful uh, today. And I love... This is the Sunday of the year. This, the last Sunday of the year, the Sunday between Christmas and New Year. I gotta be honest, this is a tough Sunday, you know, because it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like the day after Christmas, two days after Christmas. That's always kind of the downer day, you know? Christmas is so exciting. It's the birth of Jesus, but let's be honest, there's the presents and there's the food. Oh my goodness, I ate so much and I can't believe I just, all the weight I lost to my diet, I almost gained it all back in one meal, you know? And it's, it's all of that stuff. And then the next day, it's just like, ah. Oh. And you realize you got to pay for everything. And half of it's broke. And then some people don't like what you give them. Did you ever give somebody a really special gift? They're like, huh, okay. And you're like, oh, that hurts. And, and that never happened to me, of course. But, I mean, you know. And then, and then it's just a realization. I can't believe I spent that much money and I got to pay for it. And, it's just, uh, and then you come the Sunday after. I mean, Christmas is such a big time, especially for us. And we have the big services, and we had two weeks ago the musical, which was fantastic. And last week, the big Sunday with, you know, the Christmas stuff and the singing. And then, man, Christmas Eve. We, we had more people at our Christmas Eve services this year than we did last year. That's crazy. That's not even counting the people that watched. I mean, it's so big. And then it's always, this is the kind of the, the Sunday, like, all right, let's just go to church. Kind of low energy. The new year hadn't started yet. And you just kind of, and so I like, I just think celebrating with baptism kind of just pumps some life into us. And then, you know, later is having the Lord's Supper and, and just having that time of communion. That's just, for me, a great way to end the year and kind of the beginning year. And uh, this year, as I said all month long, it's just kind of the year that seems lost. You know, it's just like, yeah, we kind of lost this year. And one of the things I've tried to do is just say, you know, really, with the birth of Christ, it's a reminder that nothing is ever lost, that there's something new, that there's a new hope, there's a new song, there's a new joy. And I just want to, as we kind of look to 21, uh, we're going to really come back to the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2, but I just want to talk about a new year. Because we have waiting for us this unbelievable opportunity of a new year. We had opportunities in 2020 we probably let slip away. You know, 2020 was a hard year and we kind of, we kind of, we kind of fell into that trap of just kind of, oh man, 2020, what a horrible year. I can't wait till it's over. Back in the summer, we were saying, oh, I can't wait till 2020's over. We got half a year left. And now it's over and we kind of let opportunities slip away and we got some opportunities coming up in 21. So here's, let's just go to the word of God. When the angels had departed from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let's go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came in a hurry and they found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby 
as he lay in the manger. And when they had seen him, they made known the statement which had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed about the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen just as had been told to them. So here's the thing. As, I, as we kind of wrap up 2020, we're looking forward into 21. It's just very simple. And it, th- this is true all the time. And here it is. Every year is a year to, for us to focus on Jesus. Every year is a year for us to focus on Jesus. 2020 was the year to focus on him. And we may have let it slip away if we're honest. But absolutely 2021. Here's the thing. You know, we all think, well, when 2021 gets here, it'll be better. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this. But it, it pretty much is going to start off the same way the last one ended. And then no one's snapping their fingers and all of a sudden everything's better. So we've got to look. And so I just, I just, it is the simplicity of our faith. It is just the absolute simplicity of Christianity that I'm going to share with you for these next few minutes before we take the Lord's Supper. And there's three things that I think will help you have a new year that will just absolutely blow 2020 away. The first is this. You need to follow Jesus. I mean, it's just that simple. That's what Christianity is. I say this quite often. Christians follow Jesus. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It is, that is, it is it. When Jesus called people, he said, come, come, come. You follow me. You follow me. And they either did or they didn't. And from the very beginning, it's really kind of that way. You come to the story of the shepherds. You know, it, it, it says to us there in verse 15 that after the angels departed, they, they went to see this thing the Lord had made known to them. Now, that word thing, it, 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 the Greek represents something. It can either be a moment, a word, an event, but it speaks of something special. And, and, and something special had happened. They said, and God had made it known. The Lord revealed it. Now, the angels told them, but they looked at it as the revelation of God. I mean, see, these angels realized that this was God revealing something to them. The shepherds were, were, were a different cut of a cat. They really were. I mean, back in that day, the shepherds in the Jewish life were the lowest. Socially, they were the lowest of the low. I mean, they really were. They couldn't testify in court. I mean, they, they couldn't, they couldn't nobody, nobody really cared what they had to say. They weren't highly thought of. They were, tend to be kind of thieves, you know. They, the old saying goes, they had a hard time knowing the difference between mine and thine, you know. And, and, and sometimes, in fact, even today, you know, I didn't see a lot of this this year, but people are spending a lot of time, you know, around Christmas and people who aren't believers or people who are kind of from a more radical, liberal uh, Christian perspective downplaying the importance of Christmas. And, and one of the things they say is that, you know, Jesus probably wasn't born in the winter and they give all this reasoning. And like, well, first of all, scriptures doesn't say he was born in the winter. So I mean, whether he was or what is irrelevant. But if you actually do research carefully, you know, he probably was. And one of the things that people say is, well, the angels, you know, it was cold in the winter around Jerusalem and they would not have had sheep near the temple, I mean, near Jerusalem, they'd have gone somewhere where it's warmer. So there, there was no shepherds there. That's why it wasn't in the winter. And if they say it wasn't in the winter, then it, you know, it de- destroys the Christian understanding of Christ's birth or whatever. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, it always gets me when people talk about all this stuff they research and read about because they never research enough or read enough or they somehow they forget it. Because anybody who knows anything, puts any research into it all will understand this about shepherds. There in Jerusalem was this place called the temple. It was at the heart and soul of Jewish life. And at the temple, every day, all year long, they made sacrifices. And they sacrificed sheep. And if you sacrifice sheep 365 days of the year, you know what you need near you all the time? Sheep. 
And right outside Jerusalem, there was a big old flock of sheep. And the guys who headed that up, we call them shepherds. These were probably the shepherds for the temple. Now, so it's, it's kind of this juxtaposition. They were, in some ways, the lowest of the low. But they were the shepherds of the faith. And so the angels came to them uh, between Jerusalem and Bethlehem. And they said, we're going to go see this. And they took the exact amount of revelation they had. God had revealed something to them. They took what God revealed to them. It wasn't much. It, what the angels shared wasn't much. But they took it and they went to Jesus. And going to Jesus, they ended up as best they could following him. We have, this is amazing. We have all the revelation that God intends to give us at our disposal. We know everything God wants us to know. We don't know everything there is to know about God. Not even close. I mean, when I get to heaven, I'm going to learn so much more. I never even knew. But we have all that he has decided we need to know. We have the beautiful story of Jesus. And when we come to the story of Jesus, it leads us to a place that we follow him. How many times in 2020, even as a believer, did we just kind of say, eh, I'm not going to follow Jesus right now. Life's too hard. Life's too crazy. It's too difficult. And I get it. And I understand. And, you know, and you've got to take care of yourself. And you've got to be healthy. And you've got to be safe. And you've got people you love. And I, I understand all that. That's all. We accept all that as being true. But that doesn't mean that we don't still follow Jesus. And what happened in 2020 for a lot of people, maybe for a lot of churches, they just decided to take the year off from following Jesus. It's true. It's true statement. I hope you didn't do that. I hope you didn't take off a year from doing what Jesus wants you to do. But instead, you said, I'm going to follow Jesus. But here's the thing. Whatever happened in the past is the past. You got 21 lining right up Friday. And starting today, you can just get a head start. I'm going to follow Jesus. If you're not a believer, if you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you've got to start there by giving your life to Jesus. If you are a believer, you've got to take what God has revealed to you, what he has shown you, and you've got to go with that. Because here's what I know. Jesus will take you right where he wants you to be every time. He'll take you to God. He'll take you to a place for forgiveness. He'll take you to a place where he can serve you. Jesus in 2021, this is amazing. Jesus through the Holy Spirit is going to take you right where he wants you to be. If you'll just follow him. Follow Jesus wherever he takes you. You can't go wrong. Follow Jesus wherever he takes you. So the first thing about a new year, follow Jesus. Second thing is this, share Jesus. It's what we do. Woven into the fabric of the Christmas story is sharing Jesus. The angels shared him. The magi shared him. These old shepherds shared him. And same thing at Easter. The Easter story about the resurrection. They saw the empty tomb. And then they saw the risen Lord. What did they do? They just shared Jesus. You know, it's an amazing thing, but when we follow Jesus, <laughs> we just begin to share Jesus. And so the, the shepherds, it says, they, they went about and they told people what they had been made known to them. They went and told them. Probably they started off with Mary and Joseph. I mean, they went to Jesus. They saw Mary and Joseph there in, in the stable, the manger. And they just started telling them, hey, man, the angels appeared to us. We thought we'd come on over here. And then after that, where were they, they going to share next? Well, they probably didn't go telling the folks of Jerusalem because, I mean, you know, they're not going to listen to these guys. In Bethlehem, they're probably not going to listen to these guys. They're shepherds. 
So they probably did what we would do. They told their family and their friends. They told other shepherds. They told those people close to them. And people, it says, were amazed when they heard the story. The word amazed means to marvel. When the shepherds began to explain to them Jesus and what the angels had done and what they had seen. And it says people were just marveling in amazement at what they heard. Because they were sharing Jesus. We are called to share Jesus. Before he left, twice he said, share me. Once he said, make disciples. And then once he said, you're going to go be witnesses. We just, we just encounter a world around us. And here's what we have. This, this is, it's just really simple. We don't have to go tell people about something we don't know. We don't have to make some story up. In fact, you, and you don't even have to go to people really you don't know. I mean, the go make disciples was, the idea was as you go through life, make disciples. The angels, I mean, the shepherds went to the people they know. We got this fear, and I get it because churches, we used to do this. You know, we're going to round everybody up on Saturday, and we're going to go out through the whole city, and you're going to knock on all these doors of people you don't know just so they get the privilege of slamming it in your face. Because I guarantee you, someone shows up at my door telling me something. I don't slam it because I'm a godly man. I shut it gently with force and kick it one last time to make it catch sure it catches <laughs> Not really, but I think about that last part. I'm saying that doesn't sound good. Start the new year off not telling, making up stories, which I can't help do. But, but here's the thing. What you have is you have Jesus' story and you have your story. And that's all you got to share to people who need it. You have the story of Jesus. I mean, it's in the Gospels. There's a story. Came into the world, lived his life, died on the cross for our place. God raised him from the dead. If you believe in him, you'll have everlasting life. Follow him. There's the story. You have that, and you have your story. Your story is different than my story. The story of Jesus is the same for all of us. Your story is completely different. You all have your own unique story. And all people that you know care about, they don't care about my story. They don't care about what the preacher thinks or says. They just care about what Jesus did and what, what you did and, and how it comes together. And that's all you got to share. When was the last time you did that for anybody? Don't you know one person who doesn't know Jesus? I bet you know at least one. Probably know two or three. Some of you, some of you probably hang out with a whole bunch of them, don't you? To be honest, you get a whole bunch of your, your fishing buddies or that sewing. I don't know if women sew anymore. That just shows my lack of understanding what women do. You're... Uh, online purchasing of makeup products group that you're with. I guess it's my wife does that. I don't know. I think, you know, you got that whole group of people anyways. You know, whatever you do, and before I get myself in trouble and anything else, you got that whole group of people that you do stuff with. And some of them don't know Jesus, but they know you. And they should know that you're a follower of Jesus, right? And why don't you just this year say, God, I want to tell them your story. God, I won't take that one person, that two people, whatever. Maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a friend. And I just, I just, I want to tell them the story of Jesus. Why don't you make that commitment? Think about that commitment you would make. Think about what happened if we all just found that one, that two people that, that we know need Jesus. And we tell them our story and Jesus' story and it meshes together. Think about the change of their life. I have a saying, I say it all the time. You hear me, if you come to the church much, you hear me say it. Get people to Jesus as fast as you can. Because that's what we do. Because we know that Jesus will change their life. And if I know that Jesus will change their life, then I need to get people to Jesus just as fast as I can. 
why don't you find that one person to share? Share Jesus. If you follow Jesus and you share Jesus, then the third thing that will help you have a great new year is just praise God. That's what, that's what you do. And so the story of the, shep- of the angels, I mean the shepherds, kind of ends this way. They went glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. What they saw and they heard, they glorified and they praised. Those two words, glorify and praise, are very similar. The word to glorify comes from a word, doxa, we get our term doxology, uh, the praise God for whom all blessings flow song. And it's, it's to praise, to glorify, to honor the very character and nature of God. The word for praise that is used is a word that extols or praises the greatness of God, the things that God does. And so really, you take them to, it, it's, we, we praise, honor, glorify God for who he is and what he does. That's what we did. It's what the angels did when they sang, and that's what the shepherds did when they left. All they seen and they heard, all that they knew, they just praised God. This needs to be a year for us to praise God. I, I, you know, one of the things I talk about a lot is that our goal is to honor God in everything we do. Every, every decision we make, you know, with this past year, was, it was a crazy year. And so we had to figure out how are we going to make decisions, what are we going to do. And so fundamental to everything that we did was to honor God. What are we going to do? And if we do this, is it going to honor God the way he wants us to? And listen, we made a lot of decisions. Some people think, yeah, y'all made good decisions. Some people think y'all made lousy decisions. You know, we've been praised. We've been criticized. We've had people tell us, good job. You know, lousy job. You don't care. You know, this, all that, all that, whatever. Understand this one thing. Everything that we decided to do was to honor God. And that's all I cared about. I didn't, I don't, this is going to sound harsh. We didn't even think about you in a lot of our decisions until we had determined whether or not we we're honor God. You got to think about people out here that are like, yeah, let me first think about God. Let me, let me get it right with God. And then we started thinking about you. And we started thinking about you. We started thinking about how can we get you to Jesus as fast as we can. That's what we wanted to do. We wanted to honor God. We wanted to share Christ. Have you follow Christ? That's where we want to be. And that's where you need to be in your life. Everything you do in 2021, honor God with that, man. Just That's the forefront. That's the most important thing. Make sure your next year you praise God and throughout your life. You praise Him privately. You praise Him publicly. You praise him as an individual. We praise him as a group. That's what's important. We don't get to take any time off from praising God because life gets hard. We don't get to take time off from giving God all the glory and honor as a church and as people and as individuals because we're worried about things. I get all that. I do. But if you will set your mind above all else on praising God, things tend to take care of themselves. So here's what I would just tell you. Praise God every day in every way. Just do that. You'll probably be okay. In fact, what I would share with you is is this. Make a determination in your life. You're just going to follow Jesus. Jesus, wherever you take me, I'm going to go. And and Jesus, wherever you take me and wherever I'm going to go, I'm going to share you with people, especially the ones that are close to me. And I'm going to do all of that because of one simple passion in my life, to praise God above all else. 
to praise God. 2020 is probably a year you want to forget, right? You're looking forward to Friday. I hear you. And by the way, eat more black eyed peas. That might help come Friday. And I know you, you, you want to kind of bury that year, and I get it. But you probably ought to just think back a little bit about some of the opportunities you missed that I missed. I got I to gotta think that. Where did I mess up? What did I miss? When did I fail to praise God? When did I fail to share Jesus? When did I fail to follow Christ? And then say in 2021, I don't want to miss any opportunities. Not a one. Some of you need to follow Jesus, don't you? You've never trusted Christ to be your Savior. That's where you begin. Maybe you're watching online and you've never trusted Jesus. You need to give your life to him. Well, I want to invite you to do that. In a minute, I'll be up here. A couple others will probably be up here. And if you say, hey, I mean, I've, you know, we baptize people who gave their life to Christ. We don't baptize them if they don't give their life to Jesus. That's the picture, the symbol of new life. I need to give my life to Christ. And maybe you want to come do that. And some of you as followers of Jesus, you didn't really follow well, did you? So maybe you want to say, hey, 2021, I'm going to really follow. I'm going to commit to following Christ wherever he takes me. Make that commitment. Some of you, you know that one you need to share Jesus with, don't you? And see so you to say, Lord, here's the one. Help me share Jesus with this one. Somehow, some way, get them to Jesus as fast as I can. And all of us need to say, God, I'm going to praise you. Whatever happens, I don't know what's going to happen. I didn't praise you enough in 2020, but I'm going to praise you every day in 2021. I don't know what you need to do today. But this year is about to be over, so bury it. But make sure 2021 is the year that you follow, you share, and you praise. So God, thank you. For the joy of our salvation that comes in Jesus Christ, who is our Lord. Thank you for the opportunities we have had this year to follow, to share, and to praise. And when we took advantage of them, thank you, Lord, that we did. And when we failed, forgive us, God. Help us in 21 not to let opportunities slip away. But in 21, God, we just want to praise you every chance we get. We just want to share Jesus with people. And we want to follow Jesus wherever he takes us. Let us make that commitment right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you stand? We'll greet you. You come.